I think we could have a whole separate podcast on how people think and wish that they could die. That would be an interesting one. But it's fascinating that that is what has kept you. But if you had to dive deeper, if you had to say realistically, have have you ever even started? To, to look into getting your will done? You know, I think, actually, that's an interesting question. They used to have these racks at the checkout counters at Barnes & Noble. They had all these packages of legal forms. And then they had one package that was called Complete a Will in a Day. And I, I remember buying it, and I remember throwing it away like <laughs> six weeks well, later. Well, tell me more about this package. What came in the package? Yeah, so they had these packages where you could, you know, basically do-it-yourself attorney mm-hmm. type of mm-hmm. things. And I didn't do it, probably because it was... Uh, a lot of work and who wants to fill out all that paperwork and Mm -hmm. paper cuts. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That would have, yeah, because a paper cut could lead to an infection, (laughs) which could lead to death. So I, I would blame that will packet on my death. The cause of and <laughs> right. management right. thereafter. Okay. That would be rather ironic. Just as ironic as didn't the inventor of the Segway die um, yeah. on a Segway? Oh, really? Yeah. That, oh, that wow. was the rumor. Well, let's hope he had a will. So, but, but seriously, though, um, it, it has always seemed like it would take a lot of time. And part of it, too, is kind of going through that process makes you kind of reconcile and realize that, yeah, I will probably die at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully just once. Uh, and it, it, who wants to think about that? Who wants mm-hmm. to take time mm-hmm. on a weekend? Mm-hmm. This isn't the kind of activity you can do with a glass of wine mm-hmm. in hand. Uh, so that, that right there is a negative. Mm-hmm. And, and basically come to terms with the fact that you are mortal. Mm-hmm. And For as difficult of a conversation as this is to have, the objective of will be done is to put the members in a better place, but putting their families who are ultimately going to be taking on these finances, taking on these assets and putting the member at ease and their family at ease during a difficult time. I think the conversation should go, as, as Andrew suggested, my tie help you fill out your will? <laughs> sure, why not? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Filene Fill-In. I'm Holly Fearing with Filene. The Filene Fill-In is the podcast where we fill you in on what's been going on here at Filene's home base and out and about in the financial services world. And no, we don't regularly just sit around and talk about our own deaths at Filene, but sometimes we do. It's not a subject that many of us enjoy talking about, but hey, neither are personal finances for many people. Let's throw in taxes and we've got a real buffet here. But actually, it is something we all need to talk about, especially when it comes to making a will. Marnie and I and our good friend Andrew got to talking about it, and we realized none of us had a will at the time of this recording. And a super smart team of i3ers just happens to be bubbling up an old concept from the i3 well. It's a tool that makes the process of talking about and creating a will a whole lot easier. They're calling it Will Be Done. And right now, we're looking for credit unions to help us test the new tool with members. But first, we wanted to bring you along in the process through the minds of the i3 team building it out to better understand why and how they made it as light and airy as they did for such a heavy topic. So we're going to hear from Ryan, Ben, Martin, Steve, Lamar, Marnie, Damian, and Amy. After this episode, there will be a part two with two folks that have a very personal connection to this program. So you will want to check that out as well. Incidentally, I learned there are a lot of puns to be made about death and will-making. Who knew? 
All right, I'm going to hit record. Perfect. My name is Ryan Foss, and I'm Managing Director of Innovation at Celine Research Institute. We're here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, um, which is my hometown, and so I'm super excited. Uh, but the whole concept of us being here today is to take a prototype solution that came out of I3 called Will Be Done um, and really take it to the next phase and try to test it and pilot it in real life in credit unions. And um, the whole premise of Will Be Done is taking this concept around will generation, and we know there's this huge problem um, and this huge subset of people out there that do not have a will. And what roles, what role does a credit union play in that? I mean, as a credit union, um, we care about our members and we're all about community. And we're, we're very um, passionate about doing what's right. And the whole conversation today is, okay, if, if we as credit unions care about our members, what should we and what can we be doing to help them plan for the unexpected? And we're about halfway through the day, and it's generated some deep, deep conversation. Um, about eight feet deep, as Mark said. <laughs> uh, but the reality is, is you know, um, death is a very emotional conversation. Um, testing within credit unions when you have data involved is an emotional conversation. And so those two parallel tracks have created um, some healthy discussions. Interesting. Um, with that, I'll you know ask anyone else if they want to add to that. Uh, this is Ben Grieving. I'm the general counsel at Public Service Credit Union in Denver, Colorado, and uh, I just happened to mention to, uh, to to Marnie on the phone the other day that I was an attorney when we were talking about this project, and she asked if I wanted to come to Minneapolis on August 31st to uh, to talk about this. So. Um, obviously, wills are a legal instrument, and there are some legal risks that we need to consider as we're uh, working through this process. So uh, I get to, to be the guy in the room that says, I don't know if that's a good idea. Hi, I'm Martin Reed. I'm the Minister of Propaganda for Canvas Credit Unions, and I'm involved because I, I've always found this to be a weirdly thing that we never talk about at Credit Unions, and we never really uh, actually promote uh, this. As, but as, as we were talking here today, as, I think part of the due diligence of the Credit Union to look up to the complete financial relationship of their members. Hi, my name is uh, Steve Fukumoto. I'm with School's First Federal Credit Union in Southern California. And um, I'm really interested in this particular solution. As, as Martin said, it, it's, it's a different aspect of, of looking out for the well-being of our members. It is somewhat of an awkward, awkward topic uh, as far as speaking about someone's um, death and you know their wishes after that. Um, however, I think it, it, that is what makes it such a unique challenge for us to try to come up with an innovative idea to help our members. I am Lamar Hayward. I'm with local government, Federal Credit Union in Raleigh, North Carolina, a uh, part of the I3 team that helps come up with this concept. And we were talking this morning. I think one of the things that's exciting to me as a marketer with my credit union is using the uh, power of marketing communication for good, if you will, uh, to help to get members and even prospective members over the hurdles that keep them from completing a will in the first place. Hi, I am Marnie Gerkart, Innovation Manager at the Filene Research Institute. I've had the unique pleasure of seeing this concept from its very beginning, back in 2013, with Lamar's uh, dear friend Michael Spink, and uh, all the way to this phase where I asked Beth to be here to provide his insight with the background that he has. We've asked Damien, who you're going to meet in a moment, to be here uh, to help us really build this thing out. And then we've been really fortunate enough to have the whole I3 team who's worked on what we've done raise their hand, come here, and really help us move forward. 
Hi, this is Damien Yakupchik. I'm the owner of Finitech and out of Denver, Colorado. I'm here to provide a technical perspective on potential solutions that uh, we could do to accomplish and provide solutions to this concept. I'm Amy Fuller. I'm the VP of Innovation Strategy for Catalyst Corporate Federal Credit Union. And um, as one of the team members who worked on this project, I'm very passionate about um, not only in general terms, I'm very passionate about trying to find ways to get people to do what is in their own best interest. So, you know, any opportunity to have to work with other smart people and put together something that could actually have that impact is something I would not want to miss out on. What is it today that you guys are gathered there to do? What kind of work are you trying to accomplish in just today? When you look at it on paper, it doesn't feel like a lot, um, but it is a lot that we're trying to do. And we, What we actually do is we take the original prototype and we almost deconstruct it to the point where we're redefining the problem that we're really trying to solve. And actually, you're catching us at a time where we're, we actually feel pretty good about the problem that um, we're defining, and, it, and it's how might we reduce the barriers for members on their journey towards will completion. And now that that's done, you know, the next step in that is, okay, what's the solution we're going to test to actually solve that problem? And that's the, the stage we're at during the day right now. Then once that's done, um, we figure out, okay, what do we believe if we do that to be true? What's the hypothesis we're trying to um, trying to state with that, and then what are we measuring? Um, and then once we get through that, we talk about timeline. How are we going to test it? Um, what do the next few months look like? And we hit the ground running. And how do you feel about how it's going so far? So this is Lamar. I think one of the things um, Ryan mentioned starting with the problem statement that we've already seen is the power of that being such a critical first step because by really defining you know what you're going after, as you continue conversations going forward, if you find yourself, you know, veering off track or, or getting out of scope for the work that you want to accomplish in this first phase, it's really useful to be able to come back to the truth of what the problem statement is and, and recenter your efforts and your focus. There's a lot of really heavy and interesting topics that kind of you just quickly mentioned. And uh, I think this is a really complex issue. What is your message to people about something they don't want to think about? We're so glad you just asked that, Holly Fearing. <laughs> By the way, you had a ton of head nods as uh, you were stating all of those questions in here. We've identified some of the barriers um, that we anticipate being some of the main cause for people not taking action, um, some of which, when we originally surveyed a, a group of uh, individuals, uh, last year, um, and a majority of the responses were it was either too complicated, the process was too complicated, they didn't have enough time, the perception was it was expensive, some respondents felt, like most, that it's not something they need to think about right now, they're too young, or they don't have a family, um, and so it, it's these barriers that we've been discussing throughout the morning of how to get past that and get the dialogue started with membership and uh, let them understand that it's not a complicated um, and convoluted process. How have you been addressing that natural friction between people being kind of irrational about not wanting to have wills plus kind of the rational side of the human brain knowing that it's a strictly a, a legal matter? Yeah, I'll start this Lamar because the phone's closest to me. 
And I think marching is more important than legal stuff. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you kind of, and this is the, the segue um, from the point that, that Steve was mentioning, and it's this idea that you know, here are these barriers, so how can you tap into some of that psychology that you're talking about to get people past those barriers? So a big part of our work this morning allowed us to sort of separate it into two, two parts, if you will. One is getting people in the door in the first place, um, and that's going to really be a huge responsibility for us to get them past that barrier. And we think once they're in and they're willing to engage in the process, that's kind of part two. But there's a lot of work that we have to do just to figure out the best solutions to get people to Know, come in the store to, to use that analogy. Um, you want to talk some about that? Yeah. yeah, and yeah. So I'll, I'll give the official attorney disclaimer that you know we're not providing legal advice today, and uh, uh, but you know that that's that's kind of the interesting uh, balance and intention that I think has surfaced in a lot of our conversations is that uh, you know this you used the word complex earlier, and it is this is a this is an emotionally complex subject for a lot of people, and it can also be a practically complex subject for a lot of people as well. And so, uh, you know, the barriers uh, that we've been discussing, you know, there, there are ways to get people over those hurdles, uh, but then some of those, some of those complexities are going to remain. Uh, and on the, on the technical side as well, you know, we've got a couple of, of really strong technical folks in the room um, who have surfaced some of the, the security concerns and the technical concerns uh, that a solution um, along these lines might present. And so, as uh, as Ryan said, we're at that phase of the discussion right now, and and trying to work through some of those tensions and complexities, and in determining what a really viable and feasible solution will look like uh, that will help kind of get our members over these hurdles, but that also will be something that a credit union would be willing to raise their hand and say, yeah, this is something we could we could feasibly try, and and something that uh, that we'd like to, to offer to our members. So I guess I, I want to ask next what your personal connection is to this project, why you feel so driven by um, a desire to find a solution to help people create wills. I'll go first. This is Ryan. Um, I have a personal connection, and I do have a will, but the reason I have a will is, is my wife has pushed me into it. And, but the reason she pushed me into it is because she has very vivid emotional memories of coming home from school and seeing an eviction notice on her door um, because her grandparents gave her parents their house. And then when they died, the siblings tried to sue them for it. And there was never a will. There was never a will in place, even though the house was given to them. Um, people tried to take it from them. And because of that, you know, will creation is very important to my wife and all of her family. Um, and so for me, you know, hearing her story and how emotional it is, I mean, really um, breeds the need of, like, this needs to be solved. And Craig has been playing an important role in that. Uh, my story is that both my parents have passed away and uh, at a relatively young age. And I was uh, basically, they had two holograms, which are basically handwritten well. Uh, and, you know, at a certain point, we had, there was four children. Uh, my mother passed first and then my father. Um, when my mother passed, it took, I guess, months for it to go through probate and go through all the, and that's, it wasn't, it wasn't as much of an issue for us because we still had our father at that point. Um, but when it later, when my father passed, and then there was issues with respect to the, uh, the house and the making sure that the, you know, the, the transfer of assets was done in an equitable and fair fashion, it took, uh, roughly a year and a half. Uh, so it's 
you, you know, it, it, most people would like to wrap up, but it, it was also a very uh, emotional and frustrating uh, affair for the person who actually has to, uh, you know, usually you have somebody you designate as someone to help you through that process, and it becomes a lot harder for that individual to actually get your issues done if you haven't gone through the process properly. So I thought, you know, it, it, it personally gets for me, it's like I need it to be uh, something that is easy uh, to do, uh, and I think it's done right. This is Damien. Uh, my connection is a little different. Um, as I look at, at the numbers um, and the percentages of the population that don't have a will and some of the misconceptions of why that's the case, and then compare that against the capabilities of technologies that are out there and the potential um, that technologies have to um, make wills available to a much greater audience, um, it aligns really well with what credit unions are trying to do, which is improve the financial well-being of their members. And part of the financial well-being is to be smart about all facts of, um, of that picture, including wills, including trust. And um, knowing how much technology can help with that um, is just the right thing to do to um, gain a bigger audience and reach a bigger audience um, through, you know, the potential solutions that we're looking at. Do you all have wills yourself? This is Steve uh, in the process. This is Martin actually in the process of redoing the will. Yeah, this is Ben also in the process. Um, I'm the only attorney in the room, and I do not have a will. So I guess I'm example A of why we need this tool for our members. Uh, but I am, I am working on it. I am working on it. This is Amy, and I do have a will. This is Dan, and I do have a will, but I do really wish I had met this team before, before I did mine um, to get the education and knowledge that um, I'm getting you know, right now. All right. Well, that's kind of an interesting concept there, too, to think about redoing your will or maybe you've done one and it's like a bad tattoo and you want to have somebody that has a bit more skill to kind of get that uh that old design off and and maybe make a better one and and i think it's interesting that you brought that up because uh, ben has been tremendously valuable today in reminding us that having a, a will that hasn't addressed the right questions is almost more dangerous to the members. So we're trying to be very cognizant about making sure that nobody ends up uh, with a will that hasn't asked the right questions. Mm. Every time I say will, I keep seeing the guy. It's already in my head. There's been a lot of will puns as well. So where does this all go from here? So... Uh, we are going to spend the remainder of our day narrowing down our solution. We've heard that Martin has a whole new way of looking at this. He's going to drop a knowledge bomb on us after uh, lunch. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, once we have that solution refined, we will then develop a hypothesis and metrics to test that hypothesis. And that's where we'll end the day. So we're legitimately identifying a problem, solution, a hypothesis, and metrics to test that hypothesis today, which makes sense. When you look at it, you're like, oh, That'll be done easily. It's not. It takes if you do it right, it takes a full day with the right people at the table. And we've created that, I think, in a very, very uh purposeful way today. Uh from there, we are gonna work pretty closely over the next few months to build this out, to design the test, to build the marketing materials, to engage everybody at the table in building it out and then starting to recruit credit unions probably by the winter to start testing this concept after we test it. Uh, and I don't know what that time frame is going to look like. Uh, 
to the details, and hopefully we'll do an update for you all in a little bit. Uh, we will report our findings and hopefully start working on the next iteration to, to, to make even more of a positive impact on members' lives. I can imagine that you've got in the in between coming up with the hypothesis and actually building out a plan that might be feasible at a credit union, you've probably got a list of a thousand things that are still questions. I mean, just talking to you today, I'm, I'm thinking of top off the top of my head, things around marketing of like, what direction do you take this? Is it more of a carrot or more of a stick? Are you saying the good things that can happen if you have a will? Or are you going to say the bad things that will happen if you don't have a will? Are those all the kinds of things that are swirling in all your heads? So you mentioned the carrot and stick, and, and Martin talked a little bit ago about you know us really looking at the the carrot approach and trying to soften it. I think a person's um, inclination would be just towards the state. You know, you talk to me about death and the fact that I need a will, I'm already going to be going to the negative. So we're trying to put that on its head just to make it more approachable, make it, you know, something that people would be more likely to engage in by softening it. And we saw some success with that. But the original work that we did on the project last year during the presentation of the response that came from the audience, you know, was a really positive one due to the fact that we did lighten the mood, if you will. The interesting thing is that you can actually get have a real conversation while actually not being really serious. So, um, And I think the key that we found is, is that he's asking a question in just a novel way will change the tone uh, that, like, would, let's say, the most born will ask you, what's your birthday? We just change it and say, hey, when, I'm, when did you show up on the planet? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, you know, okay, we're going to be, we're still going to get your birthday out of this answer. Um, but it's the way you change the nature of say, hey, this is not a standard. No, we're not going through your typical form. Uh, and then it allows you to be a little more, okay, we can move enough. We can actually do this. Um, we just wanted to change the, the, um, I guess changing the behavior by changing the environment. One of the, the conversations we've come around to several times today is kind of, you know, what's, what's a realistic value add that the credit union can bring to the member? Um, you know, there's there's already, there are technology tools out there, uh, you know, websites and and tools that, that uh, individuals and members can use to build a will um, fairly simply. And there are, are attorneys everywhere that are happy to, to take on that work. So what is it, you know, why, why aren't members doing this? And um, so, yeah, to, to the, to the points that several folks have made, this is about, you know, creating a safe uh, safe space for members to think about this difficult topic um, and think about it with comfort and with, the, you know, the credit union kind of coming alongside them as their financial partner and saying, we can, we can help provide you resources and tools. Um, and then potentially, you know, credit unions can leverage um, outside resources, attorneys, technology tools that already exist. Um, so those are, you know, all the, all, all the questions that we've been talking through. And that makes me think of another one, actually, about just why the credit union. Have you discussed, like, the kind of pros and cons of why, why is a credit union the right place to offer this service? So I, I think that the, the fact that credit unions position, position themselves as um, a, a partner and as having uh, deep interest in the well-being of their members makes them a natural fit to address a wide variety of financial um, needs that any member might have at any point in time. Um, and that, that the fact that you know, the credit union is sort of would, would appear to be reaching beyond those day-to-day financial transactions, I think, just would have a great deal of um, impact on 
the bond that the individual has to credit union and a bond that would hopefully even be transferred um, to future potential members who might come to the credit union as beneficiaries. Is there anything else that we didn't talk about yet that you guys just feel like you want to get out there and let people know while you're in this phase right now of this program? I think that there's a really strong connection between what we're doing here today and solving a real problem I don't see many people caring about. I think people have the solution, but we're all aware of why people don't do this. As you stated, you know you should go do one tomorrow, but you just won't. Uh, Really trying to connect those, I feel knowing it's going to put the member of the credit union and their entire family in a better situation. Dealing with death is already a pain enough in itself then all of a sudden people are suing each other or things pop up that somebody didn't know about or all of a sudden there's a fight with a family member over an item. Like, you have the power to fix that. And if we can help make that easier for our members, isn't that what we're all here for? Isn't that what we're all trying to do? Make people's lives a little bit better, easier, more secure? I don't know. It just seems like such a good fit. I hope that I hope that we're able to find that solution. If there's a credit union listening to this discussion and is thinking that is a perfect option to offer our members, I want to get involved in being one of the first credit unions to offer this program, what should they do? They should reach out to Filene and talk to us. Specifically, it'll be Marnie, that'd be me, uh, M-A-R-N-I-E-G at Filene.org. Give me a ring, talk to me, and... uh, we'll have a conversation about where this is at. Because those credit unions, they'll be able to kind of be the testers and, and pilot it, and they, they'll get a fair amount of, of filing support to be able to do that. Is that how it works? Correct, yeah. Um, we provide a lot of support. And the only thing I'd add to what Marty said would be we're very cognizant of the pressures credit unions face. And so a huge underlying conversation as part of this day has gone um, gone on has been how do we make this as light a lift as possible for the credit unions to test um, because we know that credit unions are stressed, right? Um, but we also know that their members have this problem. And so how can we create a solution that's really quite easy for them to test? And so um, if you think that this is, if they think that this is something that they're really jazzed about, um, we're going to try to make it as easy as possible for them. All right. That's it for the fill-in folks. But wait, there is more. We are releasing a part two of this episode in just a few days. Two people, one that had been involved with this idea when it first came to be, and another, now through its second life, each have connections to the need for having a will. And I wanted you to hear it from them directly. So in the next episode, we'll hear from Michael Spink of Local Government Federal Credit Union and Steve Fukumoto from Schools First Federal Credit Union. So come on back for that. Hey, so thanks again for listening today and playing along with Marnie and me and our good friend that isn't quite dead to us yet, Andrew Downen, JK. And of course, I want to give a huge thank you to the i3 team for taking a bit of time out of their strategy session to share with us a few months ago. If you like this episode, please do rate us on Apple Podcasts so more people can find us and make sure you're subscribed to the Filene Fill-In Podcast so you can keep up with what's going on at Filene. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to get in touch about today's show, email me at hollyf at filene.org or find us on Twitter at at filene research. Until next time.
Thanks, everyone. Uh, as a certified public accountant, I encourage everybody to uh, complete their last will and testament at their earliest convenience. Um, as a human, don't listen to anything I just said. And I really would recommend you reconsider my die, my tie. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> that's a wrap. That's a good it's a wrap, wrap. yeah.